This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey there, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And I'm Christina. And this is The Talking Dead number 302, recorded on Saturday, January the 7th, 2017. Well, you got it right. I got it right. Yay. (laughs) I've written down 2016 like 30 times in the last seven days. Seriously? I haven't had an opportunity to write down the date once. Oh, well, you don't ever leave your house, but I do leave my house and I write down the date occasionally and I get it wrong every time. I, well, I, haven't, I haven't gotten it wrong yet because I couldn't wait for 2016 to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking it's 2017 for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is 2017 and we are here recording our podcast. We are recording it live like we always do but the difference is we're actually broadcasting it live too so fancy um i don't really need to tell everyone where to go to listen because if you're hearing me right now you already know but uh if you if you're listening to this later and you missed it um sorry but uh it was a lot of fun you can pretend (laughs) just pretend it's live pretend why not because why not So, folks in the chat room, uh, thanks for joining us. If you want to talk about something, if you just have a question that you want us to answer or something you want to know, just uh, type it in there and we'll take as many as we can because that's kind of what we want to do this for, just to, you know, hang out with everyone and uh, see see where it goes. It doesn't have to be about The Walking Dead, can be about another TV show, can be about whatever you want. So uh, we'll do our best to answer them and... I think, as usual, Jason, we reserve the right to not answer any question we want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's <laughs> some scary questions that can come out. And uh, yeah, sometimes my wife does not want me to answer some questions. <laughs> Wait, we've had while. scary questions? I've never been exposed to those scary questions myself. But. No, well, you you haven't been here as much. So, <laughs> oh, someone just wrote boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we have a few other things we can talk about too. If, uh, if, if, if people just want to listen, that's all right. Um, the first thing is we are still running our, our, um, record your favorite scene contest. So I haven't played a new entry in a little while. I don't think I'll do that today, but next time we record, I will for sure. But if you want to get involved in that, what you do is you record or you choose a scene from any episode of the walking dead, you record it. And uh, you send it in to us. And then at the end of the season, we're going to pick our favorite for a nice big fancy prize pack. And uh, it's it's really fun. It's one of those fun things that we do. We took last year off, but I think it's, uh, I, I'm glad we're back to it. And the prize pack is growing all the time, right? You keep adding prizes to it? I do, yeah. In fact, that's a good point, Jason. Thanks for reminding me. I've added something to the prize pack that I, I don't think I've announced it yet. But if I have, I apologize. But what I have is a set of the Walking Dead trade paperbacks, um, really? one through 12. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, so all the trade paperbacks, number one through number 12, are now in the uh, Record Your Favorite Scene prize box. That's pretty sweet, Chris. It's pretty sweet. Did that come out of your own pocket, or did uh, were they a gift of some kind? Well, we... <laughs> Interesting story. Uh, a guy I work with who who 
read them all, decided that he didn't want them anymore. He was cleaning out stuff from his house. So he said, why don't you take these? I know you're a Walking Dead guy. And I said, sure, I'm pretty sure a listener would love to have these. So I took them off his hands. They're in great shape, although they have been read by him, but they're in great shape and they're going to be, they're added to the prize box. So uh, you can win those if you record a scene and send it in. Cool. Very, very cool. All right, people, chat room people, ask us questions. What do you want to know? What's what's going on? What do you want to know about us? Uh, you know, anything, anything, anything? Uh, well, I, a few people were asking how I was, and I thought that was really sweet. So how so are I, you? I am, I'm a, I am feeling much better. Um, I didn't go overly detailed into it. I, I'm still sort of shocked. Well, everyone... I don't know. It's two months later, and I'm still, like, telling people, like, I can't believe that happened to me. Yeah, but so. everybody, well, I, I don't know if everyone here in, in the chat room knows exactly what happened, but if you've been listening to us for a while, I did talk about it on the air. So you had some problems. You were in the hospital for a while, but you're, mm -hmm. you're better now. You're good to go. Yeah, I am. And I was just a bit, I was just typing it in, but now people have asked other questions, so I don't want to type it in, but I was just going to say that, oh, you guys are sweet mm -hmm. the fans. And we, I think talking dead fans rule. We, they, we do have the best yeah, listeners. Yeah, we do. We, awesome. So, um, so we have a question here from Jean-Sébastien Drolet. Did listen I pronounce? I hope listen that, to that French accent. My French. Nice. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I try. Our kids would pronounce it better because they're in French immersion. Um, he's asking, what is your saddest death in The Walking Dead? Saddest, saddest death. Jason, you go first. You got a saddest me, death? A uh, saddest death. I, I would have to say... Um, <sighs> maybe Sophia. Yeah. Um, maybe Dale. I think Dale. Oh, poor Season Dale. Two. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think of Dale when, when I was, you know, just running through my mind there who's died. Uh, Sophia definitely is sad. I think that's one of the greatest moments on the show for sure. Yeah. Um, that and one was really sad. I was like, oh my God. Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that was a big deal. Is anyone, was anyone sad about Shane? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. At that point, he was such a dick. <laughs> like, like... Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way I, about Shane. But, um, you know, it was a bummer to see Glenn go, but that still seems really fresh. So, you know, I'm not so sure about that. But I think Dale's a good choice. I just, or Otis. Can, can I just tune Otis. in that for me, my saddest was Glenn? Yes, I know, because you were in love with him. I, yeah, I love Glenn. I know. I was so, no, but it was, it was so traumatic also. Like, it was just, I don't know, devastating. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how about Otis? <laughs> yeah. Otis, yeah, I was sad about Otis. Otis, well, I particularly like that actor, though, and I wanted him to stay on the show. Oh, that's another one, is uh, uh, Dr. Denise. Oh, Dr. Oh, Denise. that one was really sad. Good, yeah, good call, Jason. Dr. That Denise. one was. You know, Otis, the thing about Otis is he didn't have to die, right? Well, no. no. Well, I right. think he did because we needed Shane's character to develop to the point where we didn't give a shit about his death. So he needed to shoot Otis in the leg. I know, so but that... he didn't need to shoot him to get away, did he? You know, couldn't they he have both did. escaped? Well, it's the old philosophy, right? You know, two guys... Uh, are up a tree and there's a bear and the bear and they're trying to run away and it's like he's lacing up his his one guy starts lacing up his shoes and the guy goes why are you doing that you're not going to outrun the bear it's like I don't have to outrun the bear I just have to outrun you right you don't have to be the fastest guy being chased by a bear you just don't have to be the slowest 
Right. You just don't want to be the slowest. So Shane made a call, a judgment call, yeah. and we needed to really hate Shane for that judgment call. So Otis had to die. Okay. Yeah. I guess he had to die. So we hated Shane. What about Lori? No, no I wasn't no. that sad about Lori. No. no. But We're the way it happened, right? I, I was sad for Carl. Like, that's a bad position to be put in. Yeah. You, you, I guess you you feel it more for Carl yeah, than, than about her death necessarily. Yeah, but. I think it was more for Carl. I just, I just really felt for that kid. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so moving along. Sure. So another one from Robert Martin 7 says here, uh, Negan, love to hate or just plain hate? Um, I kind of just, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Uh, he, everyone knows. I don't love the way Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing it. The character, I'm okay with. Uh, the way it's being portrayed on the show isn't my favorite. However, when they tone it down a little bit, or we have a little less Negan inside one episode, I I feel better about it, I which I realized at the end of the first half of season seven. So I do kind of love to hate him, but when there's too much, I just don't like it at all. The way I look at it is love to hate for me is uh, I really hate the character, but I don't want the character to leave the show. Hate, hate is I don't like the character and I can't wait till they kill him off. Ben from Lost, I love to hate him because he was such a bad oh, yeah. guy, but I did not want uh, uh, Michael Emerson. Is that his name? Yeah, I did not Michael want Anderson. him to leave the show. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as an actor, I like. Uh, Negan, on the other hand, I hate the character because I'm supposed to. And I'm not going to be overly sad when they kill him off. So I think I might just hate, hate him. Angie in the chat room says, we're unfair to JDM. His portrayal is a direct comic translation. And I, I don't know. The problem I have with that is maybe it is a little too close to the comic other than the language. But comic book characters and TV characters are not the same thing. And that's why it doesn't work for me because he's a little bit too over the top hammy and comic book character. -y. So I think that's part of the problem I have with it. And they need to adapt the character for TV instead of portray him exactly the way he is. Right. So that's, that's Let's it. Let's just get rid of him and <laughs> be done with the question. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about JDM. I know you're also in and love had, with him. I had my moment with him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, even my mom. My mom just loves it, him. Oh, was she a was she a she a Grey's Anatomy fan? Anatomy. She fan? was Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She was anything that he was in. She just yeah. absolutely loved. There was something else. P.S. Uh, I love you. The movie. I him and Hillary Swank. Well, he's got a minor <laughs> role in that. I, that's where I first saw him, and I was like, "Hello!" And he had an Irish accent, so I was just hooked. I was like, "Oh my god!" He was yeah, it was that. he was on The Good Wife? Uh, and oh yeah, uh, I heard about that. She liked him on The Good Wife. I, well, I watched that whole series, but I'm not going to comment on it. Uh, but I enjoy the actor, and that's about it. But I don't enjoy Negan for some reason. So, uh, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm okay with them killing him off. And okay. I, I assume it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be like a long-running, uh, we'll switch over to, to being the, the walking Negan and just <laughs> change the show over to that. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do that. So we're gonna, eventually Negan's going to get killed off. I don't think that's a spoiler. That's more of a speculation, uh, a probable speculation. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to be sad when it happens. Okay. Maybe by then you'll, you'll, will love the guy and you'll be sad to see him go. I don't think so. 
I want everybody to be happy. That shot where everybody was sitting around a table and having a good dinner and uh, that it was kind of like a, a fantasy flash forward. I want that to happen for these people. Yeah, that would. And I oh, don't you, think uh, yeah, I don't think one. Negan is going to be sitting at that table. No, definitely not. Well, he wasn't there then. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. So are we just going? Are we going bit by bit, or should I go you forward can and jump around? Okay, so wherever I like. You want. Okay, You're so, in charge, and and, right. and you are the producer. So I mean, unfortunately, if there's a lot, We're we not won't get, get to, to everyone. But right. uh, whatever we can do. Huh, okay, I kind of, this is an interesting question from Rob Ridley. Love the show, listening from the UK. How do you want the show to end? Well. I like that question. Yeah, um, we've, you know, we've been, we've been asked that before. And this brings to mind um, something that I made a note of here to talk about if we needed to. And um, one of the things Robert Kirkman has said for a while now is that he does have an ending in mind, and I'm sure that's changed over time and stuff like that, but he does know what he wants to do, how, how he wants The Walking Dead to end. He's at, a liar. At, you think so? Oh, yeah. He's always a liar. Everything well, he says is a lie. I know he's a liar, but I don't think he's necessarily lying about this. I think he probably does have a story arc in mind. It's a long one, and it's been going for a long time, but yeah. I think he probably does have some sort of structure for an ending in mind. And recently, in issue 161 of the comic, in the letters section at the end, he he sort of touched on this a little bit more. He said it took us six seasons to get to number 100, meaning six seasons of the TV show to get to 100, issue 100 of the comic. He says it won't take us six years to get to 200, and that will take us to season 12, and we'll still be ahead of the show at that point. So, not exactly related, but he seems to be saying that, uh, you know, he wants it to go to season 12 at least. So we've got some more show to keep watching here. Um, but also the comic, it doesn't feel like he's really ready or even winding it down at this point. So um, it could go on for a long time. Jeez. Sounds like it. Anyways, back to the original question. How do we want it to end? You know, I always thought it would be amazing if Rick just woke up in the hospital and the whole thing was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh God, it would be like Dallas. You don't. You guys. That one you season yeah. of Dallas. You don't believe me? No, I don't. What I mean that, that, that that's what you want. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I what believe I want. you that that's what you want. I think it's ridiculous. That I don't is think ridiculous. It's happen. And people would be so mad. I think. Like I don't I, know. I, I'm trying to figure out a way that if they did that, how I would rage quit the show because the show would be over at that point, right? And you yeah. can't retroactively rage quit the show. I'd have to go back and completely erase my memory of the entire run of the series somehow. Maybe yep. a traumatic brain injury, you know, just to, that was very focused on my memories of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, somehow. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to write The Walking Dead out of my own personal continuity. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly just joking. I don't want that to actually happen. I do want there to be very few characters left. I'm not one of those people that goes in for, oh, they're going to all be happily ever after and they're going to rebuild society. I'm not sure that's possible. It's not realistic. Really, not really all that realistic. Uh, you know, um, so I think most of them have to die and then somebody like Carl or somebody has to like walk off into the sunset, maybe. Sort of like 28 days later? Uh, 28 days later. I don't remember exactly how that so movie ended. Maybe that was something else. No, maybe it was the movie, else. uh, the movie version of I Am Legend, which I know a lot of people really hated, but, uh, basically oh. The, oh, two, the, one with... the two characters made it and they got away from New York and 
I'm spoiling the movie. But Way to yeah. go. Thanks. So you, uh, you you want Carl and Enid to roller skate off into the... Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. Everybody else dead. Everyone else dead. Carl and Enid find, have the roller skate still. Uh-huh. Roller I'm, skate. I'm torn. I'm torn between wanting to have that dinner where everybody was happy. Yeah. Uh, and everybody dying at the end. I think that, you know, if Rick was the last person alive and he ends up uh, getting killed in the very last scene, I think I'd be okay with that too. So everybody dead. Everybody dead. Tragedy. Just, you know, and ironically dead too. Not just, uh, you know, plain old uh, get into a fight and not survive it. But, you know, trying to survive and the act of trying to survive ends up killing everybody. And it's all Rick's fault. And then he ends up uh, sacrificing himself because he's lost everyone he's ever loved. And everything he did was a complete waste of time. That's dark, man. Oh, wow. That is <laughs> So I'm dark. torn. It's a, between the complete, you know, happy-go-lucky light, everybody sitting at a dinner, and uh, an extremely dark uh, end this show. Because it's not a happy show. Nobody's happy no. in this show. So why end it happy? Not True. a lot of happy, good stuff happens, right? So it, it would feel maybe a little disingenuous if everyone, or if, he, if some people even uh, ended up happily ever after, kind of. Um, somebody in the chat room said, KT... WO76, the whole story being told by an old Carl would be my choice. Oh, that'd be good. Oh. Sort of a retelling. Really yeah. By by one last survivor. Just, old Carl. Yeah. Very good. With a big beard. Yeah. Big, totally. Bushy beard. Totally. For sure. And um, okay, so the next question I saw that and it was it more pertained to you guys. So I kind of wanted to hear what you Sure. So um KTWO76. That you just read another yep. comment. Yep. Um, I'm one of the listeners that only discovered the podcast five seasons ago. Went back and got them all from the start. Uh, or five seasons in, sorry. Five seasons in, all right. Not five seasons ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> went back and got them all from the start. Couple questions. Whatever happened to Dave? And were you both comic book fans when you heard the TV series was being planned? So first of all, I think it is funny that you can say, I only discovered you five years ago. And that's like, wow, <laughs> we've been doing this for eight years now. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah. five seasons in anyways. Mm -hmm. So relatively new listener in the last couple of years. Thank you for for checking us out. So uh, what happened to Dave, Jason? Well, Dave lives uh, less than a kilometer from me. And uh, he's, do he's doing great. I talk to him every once in a while. But he's just, uh, you know, this is not something that he likes to jump on every now and again. He's got his own thing. He's got a comic book that he's working on. He's... Uh, He's going to school for early childhood education. Yeah. He, enjoying himself. Right. He went back to school. He's he's doing a lot of his own comic book work. We're still in touch. Yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. uh, um, I haven't, you know, not as much as we used to be, but he's, he's still around and you never know. Maybe he'd come back on once uh, someday, well, but uh, I, I don't just... think he listens to us anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think he does. <laughs> My wife right. doesn't. I know that. She used to. Oh, really? I've only way, listened way to, to a few. The one, yeah, the ones you were on, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I haven't listened to any of the ones with me. All right. Um, I don't like to hear my voice, but uh, someone actually posted Bring Back Dave well, okay. as we were yeah. talking about this. Someday. We'll see. He He's, like Jason was saying, he's he's a busy guy and he's he's uh, got a lot of yep. comic book work that he's doing. He's an artist, right? So he draws mm -hmm. them and he writes them. So uh, um We'll see what we can do. So the second half of the question, though, was, were you both comic book fans when you heard the TV series was being planned? Um, 
Yes. I no. I was. No. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, well, the question is, were you both? And you can't answer yes because the answer is no for me. Okay. Well, I would, you you brought it up and said, uh, uh, hey, they're, they, we first thought of the idea of the podcast when uh, AMC picked up the rights to The Walking Dead. This was before they even greenlit the show. This was just they acquired the rights. And you got that information from somewhere. And said, "Hey, you got to read this comic book. Uh, they might be doing a show about it." And then I went back and uh, picked up all the comics and and got up to speed. Essentially, I, I have a slightly different memory of of oh. that. It, I thought we, you and I, had because you and I had been, you know, dabbling in podcasting a little bit long before we were doing this show. Yeah. And I thought one day we were sitting around and said, "You know, zombies are cool. If they ever do a zombie TV show, we should do a podcast about it." Because at the time there were other podcasts about other TV shows. It was relatively new, that kind of podcasting. And then, and then The Walking Dead came along very soon after that. And we're like, hey, coincidence, you know, convenient. So you are right. And so am I. And here's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anyone remembers, it's Jason because he knows exactly the date that he, uh, (laughs) you know, he can remember dates really well. I don't remember the date of this, but I remember we were talking, uh, uh, it was Renerd Radio, which was the podcast we were doing at the time. And you and I were talking about, uh, I forget what, but I had mentioned um, wanting to have a zombie television show similar to... Uh, Battlestar Galactica, because Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica was so popular, and it was essentially the same kind of story. All of humanity gets, uh, or most of humanity gets wiped out, and a ragtag group of survivors are trying, are on the run, running from an unstoppable force in order, uh, in order to survive and to, you know, maintain the human race. And they've got to survive by any means possible by fighting off this, uh, this unstoppable force. So I thought that the parallels between Battlestar Galactica and a zombie television show, uh, were there and that we were primed for having some kind of long running serial zombie like television show. And I, I think you're right in that, uh, once I started talking about that, that you said, hey, we should do a podcast if they ever do a zombie television show. And then you found out that AMC picked up the rights. And we said, ding, this is the perfect opportunity for us to to do that. But I hadn't read the comic right, until okay. that point. And I think I had read some of it. Or I'd, yes. I'd, uh, I I did get into the comic late, not from the beginning. Um, so I picked up, you know, a couple of hardcovers were out already. So I picked those up and started reading those. And it's actually still my preferred way to read it, but I do get every issue now just so I'm up to date. Although as of right now, I'm one or two behind because they queue up at my local comic shop and I go pick them up in, in groups. Yeah, I got to, should I, should I catch up? I mean, I've stopped at issue 100 and you said that you liked that I had stopped at issue 100 because I really have no, no idea what happens after that. After get Glenn gets killed, I got nothing. Right. No, I kind of like that. I, 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 I don't mind you not knowing what's coming up. And um, I must admit, in a way, I envy you a little bit. I kind of wish I didn't have such a familiarity with the comic. Although, to be fair, there's sections of the comic that I didn't love, so I don't remember as well. Um, but, uh, but I do, I do think it's good that you haven't seen it. So it gives you, you know, you don't have that influence when you're thinking about what you see on TV. No. So I just want to. Um, and I already chat put this on the chat, but uh, 
we should wish one of our fans a very happy birthday. <laughs> it's somebody's birthday? Yes. Um, Sarah Campbell just posted. She wrote, posted, just wanted to pop in and say, hey, thanks for doing the live cast on my birthday. Smiley oh, face. My family surprised me with a birthday dinner. Little did they realize that I had other plans. Hey. <laughs> ah, well, I'll have to listen later. Thanks for all that you do, Chris, Jason, and Christina. Huge fan of the podcast, Sarah Campbell. So happy birthday to Sarah. Happy birthday, happy Sarah. Birthday, Sarah. All right. That's funny. Yeah. Happy, uh, thank you for coming to this surprise party. I'm afraid I have to go listen to a podcast. <laughs> I'll be back later. <laughs> well, this is These the real. You all, I'm going to podcast. And I got to go listen. This is the real surprise party right here. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, oh, and then, so the, the next question I wanted to read, and it's similar. To, well, it's, it's, it's also, once again, asking about the two of you. That's fine. How did you, t I'm assuming the two of you, not the two of you, me and you and me, Chris, but it says, how, how did you, you meet Christina? I'm or all, all three of us, how did we meet? It's a, how did you two meet? It's the question from Trisha Kotuku. Well, we've, I think, answered this before. Jason and I used to work together. Yeah, Chris ran oh. me over with his car. <laughs> Similar to Back to the Future, I was, you know, in a tree doing a peeping Tom thing, and I fell out of the tree and Chris hit me, and he dragged me in. And uh, yeah, it was very similar to Back to the Future. Well... Yeah, forget the work together story. Stella, <laughs> oh, yeah. help me uh, get sorry. another kid jumped in front of my car. I yes. always get that confused. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah. used to work together. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say I didn't run you over with my car at some point later. Yeah, or maybe, you know, in the future. <laughs> or maybe in the future. I don't know. Uh, we work together. We no longer work together because the company that we worked for split apart. You went one way, I went the other way. And yeah. Uh, but we still do this. So uh, how many years ago was that? That was 2000, May of 2002, my friend. It's a long time. It is. Wow. That's a long time. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. But you also knew uh, somebody that I grew up with, right? You, you worked with Scott before you started at Maple. So right. uh, before we worked together, I, you know, I met you through Scott at a couple of parties and you came to see the band, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, we got to know each other because of uh, you and I working together, but I think I met you before we ever worked together. That's true. At one of your gigs. One of your gigs, yeah. probably. Good times. Jason was in a band, and it wasn't the clown band. It was not the clown band. But mm -hmm. he was in a clown yeah. band at one point, too. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. All right. So moving and, along. And Chris sorry. and Christina, just to, just to, you know, round things off, how did yeah. you two meet? Speaking of bands. I think we talked about that on one of the shows that I co-hosted was that we met in a band. I was the singer. Yeah, I played in a band. We needed a singer. We found her. Uh, audition. Well, barely audition. They just came in. They're like, yeah, you're hired. Next thing you knew, we were banging. <laughs> we were banding and banging. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guitar. That's my instrument. <laughs> we, could, we could start a band again, you know. Yeah, but I don't want Drummer, to. I want singer. to. I totally want to. I think it would be so fun. Actually, the girls, Sophie came up with a great band name, which okay. I don't really want to say on the podcast because someone I might steal the band name. Now you have to. <laughs> okay. So what is it? Little Machines. The Little Machines. I bet you there's a band called Little Machines. That's a really good name. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of, she got the idea from an album by an artist, Canadian artist named Lights. She goes by Lights. Okay. The album name was Little Machines. And she's like, mom. If I ever have a band, I'm going to name it Little Machines. Okay. I'm like, we should start a band. Okay, so moving Naming bands is fun. There's lots of good yeah. names out there. Yeah. Plenty. Totally. Another question. Okay. Um, favorite 
Craig Lambert writes, favorite shows other than The Walking Dead. Okay, favorite shows of all time other than The Walking Dead. For me, it would be the original Twilight Zone. Love, love that. Can watch it anytime. Um, Lost is, is, a, is a big favorite of mine. Breaking Bad is a big favorite. Uh, when I was growing up, I was a huge fan of Family Ties. Love oh, Family love Ties. And currently, I would say um, the, the first season of Atlanta, the um, Donald Glover show, which I don't know if too many people have watched, but I thought it was amazing. I've not watched that yet. I thought it was fantastic. And we haven't quite finished it, though. No, that's got true. We got two more episodes. And then I, we, last night, we restarted the first season of Westworld because we had to take a break from watching it because it just got too busy. So we thought we'll start at the beginning again. And I really liked the first episode of Westworld. So I'm hoping that the rest of the season is as good. For me, of all time, uh, I'm going to have to, some of my favorite shows uh, were The West Wing and Law and Order. I like procedural cop dramas. Uh, and the Westworld, I, not Westworld, West Wing, uh, I remember on Wednesday nights I'd go home and I'd be so excited about the West Wing that I wouldn't be able to pay attention to what actually was happening because I was too excited for that show to be on the air. So you had to watch it twice, every one. Well, I couldn't because this was the back in the day oh. of an appointment television. <laughs> uh, I, you couldn't even download a television show from the internet for crying out loud at the time. Uh, and I would watch it on Wednesday nights and be like, oh, what the hell? I got to wait to watch that again. And then I remember the first time I uh, I downloaded it was before BitTorrent. It was uh, it was Kazaa. Remember Kazaa? <laughs> Barely. Barely. I remember I remember I downloaded the first season of The West Wing on Kazaa and that was freaking awesome. I could watch it over and over again. It was great. Uh, so that's probably my favorite television show of all time. I do like Aaron Sorkin. Uh, so I like the newsroom. I'm sorry that went away. Uh, I'd like studio 60 on the sunset strip, which you may or may not remember, but that was an Aaron, Aaron Sorkin thing. Uh, after that, I kind of went away because it was supposed to be about a weekly comedy, live comedy show, sort of like Saturday night live, but it was more of a political drama, which the two things don't mix really well. Uh, currently, what are my favorite shows? Some of the best things my TV has ever shown me is episodes of um, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I do like Westworld. I like Breaking Bad. I like Dexter. It's a good show. Oh, and Better Call Saul. I'm, I'm loving Better Call Saul right now, even though it's not on. But the first two seasons I thought were great, and I'm really looking forward to season three. I watched the first season, but not the second season. Second season is even better, in my opinion. That's good. Well, mm -hmm. it, assuming you liked the first one. I did. Okay, well, watch Fargo. I liked Fargo. Oh, oh yeah. Loved Fargo. Oh, geez. Sorry, oh, geez. I got I to gotta put on the Minnesota accent when we talk about that. Any Minnesotans in the chat room? <laughs> Don't mean to offend or anything. Just their <laughs> accents are amazing. Yes. Yes. Craig Lambert, I agree. I thought the Dexter finale was the worst thing oh, my TV ever showed awful. me. So bad. Awful. Come on, oh, Jason. Oh, God. What? It was the biggest stinking pile of... <laughs> Turd. I feel remember. ganged up on here. I hated it. Hated it. it I didn't so mind it. So bad. That's not I mean, it was worse. You know, the show overall was good. There was some, you know, weird parts. But uh, my favorite thing about uh, Dexter was uh, uh, season five, which was 
Was, Are that, you sure was that the one with John Lithgow? Which was John Lithgow. Oh, that's the name. Thank you very much. That was, that was a really good season. That was that was the best. The thing. best John season. Lithgow, I think, is he was, an he, absolute oh, genius. He's incredible. Like just flat out genius musician, comedic actor, dramatic actor. That guy should get. Uh, he's yeah. He's got anything he ever does. I will watch. I don't care what it is. I think that was season four with John Lithgow of Dexter. I'm, there was plenty of Dexter that I really liked. I just didn't think they pulled off the ending at all. But there no, were lots, lots the, of good stuff in I, there. I would say just that final season overall really pissed me off because there were so many things that weren't... I get it's just a TV show, but they they weren't plausible. Like the whole... And I, I'm sorry, there's going to be spoilers here if you haven't watched Dexter. Can I can I go ahead and say that? Well, the, yeah, but... You or maybe well. I... No, you know what? I won't say it. But there were things I just found implausible on that. And I just, no, I had a problem with that last season. But anyway, um, trust me. People in the chat room are mentioning The Wire. I have not seen The Wire. So yeah, we still haven't can't seen include it. it. But everyone tells me it's fantastic. I've um, watched The Wire. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd rank it as my, you know, up there as my, some of my favorite television. But uh, it was enjoyable. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, someday maybe we'll get on it. First season of Justified. No, yeah, awesome we still show. haven't watched that yet. Oh, show at least see. watch the first we season. We got it. Yeah, I know. We're just, we're behind on a lot. Yeah. Um, should I mention any of mine? Well, mine are very similar to yours. Like, I love, one of my all-time favorites is Lost. Mm -hmm. And I like, unlike most people, I actually liked the series finale. Yeah. You know, there's probably going to be a lot of chatter on the chat room because every time I talk to someone about this series finale of Lost, they're like, what you liked it and i'm like sorry i'm with you i thought I it was felt, okay there was closure i felt satisfied with it um I'm with that. sorry i'm on board i'm no dissenters in the uh awesome in the podcast um and i also breaking bad i would say one of my all-time faves just love that show i actually want to go back and rewatch it it's that good mm -hmm. um and as for shows I liked way back when, I loved Family Ties. I loved Friends. That just always made me laugh. And Seinfeld made me laugh a lot. Great, funny show. Um, Mid-run of Friends was uh, was enjoyable. I remember going over to some Friends place every Thursday night to watch uh, to watch Friends. And that was, I think it, it was more uh, of the community aspect of watching Friends for oh, me yeah, for during sure. that run than it was yeah. the actual show. Yeah. But uh, I did I did enjoy it. And I, and I also did, in my teen years, watch 90210. <laughs> Although now I've, I've watched episodes since, and man, the acting on that was bad. Well, not everyone, but a I lot watched of them one, were bad Exactly. One episode of, no, I watched two episodes. Chris made me watch one, didn't you? Didn't you make me watch one for the podcast? Yeah, we did. Oh, I, yeah. I can't even remember who oh, was it. Oh, it was because Michael Cudlitz, right? Oh, yeah. Because he was right. on it, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. had a crush on um, Shannon Doherty's character. Right. Yeah. The yeah. only time I ever watched oh uh, 90210 prior to that was I went over to a girl's house to watch it because I was interested in the girl. Do anything for a girl, eh? Damn yeah. right. I, I thought it was a group of people going over to watch 90210. I thought it was be a, you know a good time go over to get get introduced to you know to hanging out with this girl and then it just showed it was just me that showed up. I'm like, oh, do I ever feel stupid? Yeah. Well. Did it uh, work out for you? Oh, it you... absolutely did not. <laughs> but on the uh, on the plus side, later in later years, uh, the group of people that I went over to watch uh, Friends with, she was there. Like she, uh, you know, Jackie, uh, yeah, Jackie and yeah. Kathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was Jackie. 
uh, and she lived with Kathy and Jackie and Kathy lived together. And I would go over there to watch a whole bunch of people, bunch of people would go over to watch friends. So she was there. She became a, you know, a long time friend. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, uh, romantic Nothing, interest. No romantic. Came no, from Tom, no tomfoolery. Eh? No, tom- <laughs> no tomfoolery. <laughs> and, and one that you didn't mention, which I was surprised at, uh, Game of Thrones. I know that's come up in the room. That's, definitely Game love of Thrones. Love that one. Yeah, definitely great, on board with show. Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. and you know, everyone, people are mentioning Alf. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Haven't seen that, so don't know. We started watching that, and then we just really didn't get into we it. We watched a few. I watched right? it. There's some. Uh, there's some good stuff. Sons Sons of Anarchy. We watched. My wife and I watched the whole run. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not and, great. Yeah. But it was okay. There was and there was some good stuff in the middle. <laughs> started okay. Good stuff in the middle, and uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, good. Do we edit, what what's next? Oh yeah, Mr. Robot. <laughs> I enjoyed. Haven't oh, seen Mr. season Robot. two, but yeah. did enjoy season one. Yeah, season one was great. Anyways, we could list TV shows oh. forever. So let's let's go on to something else. Oh, I like this, Josephine Chan. Uh, and I'm going back here. So if you typed your question, like she wrote it, it 19 minutes ago, so we're a little behind here. Question for Chris, Jason, and Christina: Give us your best zombie sound. Jason, do a zombie sound. Are you sure that wasn't just your stomach rumbling? Did you have lunch today? I had lunch. Oh. I had lunch and second lunch. Oh, well then you probably aren't hungry unless you are. No, that was that was my face that made that sound. Okay. Uh do you want to make a zombie sound? You bet you should go first. I got to think about this. Oh, you got to think about I it. I got to. Um I'm not limber, very good at zombie limber sounds. Limber up a little. <laughs> Woo-hoo. There you go. <laughs> okay. Zombie sounds. Zombie sounds. My zombie sound. Oh, no, that's really bad. Hold no, on. that was it's fine. It's like a laugh. It's a zombie laugh. It's okay. That sounds more like uh, the really girl coming out of the well in the ring. Bad. I know. I, I'm like better that. at that kind of sound, like Jap- Japanese horror movie sounds. <laughs> Okay, well, you could maybe make a career out of that. There Do you voiceovers go. for Japanese awesome. horror movies. There you go. All right. Between Rick, Carl, Maggie, Carol, or Daryl, which is next to die? Rick, Carl, Maggie. Maggie, Carol, or Daryl? Carol or Daryl? Carol? I say Carol. Carol. It's yeah. going to be Carol. I'm going to be sad about it. Not but Carl, but Carol. Yeah. Well, Rick's Carol. not going to die. Carl's no. not going to die. No. Daryl's not going to die. Maggie's not going to die. That leaves Carol. Carol. I think. <laughs> I, th- I think we've all agreed. Of, uh, not, uh, yeah, elimination. By process of uh, contractual obligations, Carol. <laughs> well, yes. If you want to look at it that way, maybe. Um, you know, I could see someday them killing off Daryl, but I still think he's at least from their perspective, considered a fan favorite. I think they've wasted him lately, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, but he's not as sort of, you know, safe as he used to be, I think. But I do think that Rick and Carl, and even Maggie, to agree, are pretty darn safe. So, yeah. of that sure. list, though, Carol's the one. I feel like they've almost wrapped her arc up, you know? She became strong, Carol. Mm-hmm. Now she just wants to be left alone. Um, they're going to have to do something completely new with that character or she can just fade off into her cottage and live there, live out the rest of her life there. 
what they'll probably – what not what they'll probably – what I think they should do with Carol is uh, not kill her off but have her disappear and then come back as a uh, Days Ex Machina kind of thing uh, like she did at, uh, at Terminus. Yeah, where she just shows that. up and kicks ass and saves everybody from a certain disaster but after being absent for like two seasons. I think if they're going to make her disappear, she should just stay disappeared. To be honest, like, like it's okay to have someone leave the show and have them not die. Like not everyone has to be killed off. Right. Yeah. Why can't she just do her own thing and we don't ever have to see her anymore? I would be All okay. Better with idea. That. Have Carol disappear. And then later on when they need a day's ex machina, have Ron Perlman show up and save everybody. <laughs> Why Ron? <laughs> Who doesn't like Ron per- Perlman? He's Hellboy, man. Damn right. He's Does Hellboy. he show up as Hellboy then? <laughs> No, no. Anyone's gonna be Hellboy, you know, because we got the, you know, we got copyright issues, cross copyright issues to deal with there. But don't just Ron Perlman because Ron Perlman's awesome. Okay, Mm. well, that still means Carol can disappear off into her own thing, and I'm okay with that. As as long as her disappearance is explained, like she just go, like you know what I mean? Like there's no loose end. I think I think the fans would be annoyed if she just. Not to say, yeah, if she walks away and she goes off, I think that's enough of an explanation. Like, okay, she's left. But that's where they're at yeah. right now. Yeah. She's she's done. I feel like the character is yeah, yeah. bringing her back. Well, they, they keep will. Talk, they keep bugging her and talking to her. And she's like, leave me alone. I've got enough apricots. Just bug her off. I, I, but well, I, I kind of wish they would just bug her off and leave her alone, right? Unless they're going to do something all new with her. And I'm fine with that too. But, you know, it. I don't think it's a problem to have a character who just doesn't, want to do it anymore and somehow makes their own life and lives it and that's that so anyways all right can we talk about how the how season the second half of season seven is going to be a little bit i have a couple of quotes here from uh andrew lincoln and from scott gimple and jason you're gonna love these i am (laughs) yes you are because they don't say anything uh yeah they don't say anything uh so the show comes back on february the 12th i don't know if we've ever officially sort of mentioned that here but it's Feb 12th, so only about a month and a little bit away. Um, But regarding the second half of the season, Andrew Lincoln told Entertainment Weekly, he said, there's a lot more levity, if you can believe that, than you've ever seen before in Mr. Grimes. There's sort of a freedom in him, a feeling that comes from losing everything and also the thrill of the fight. It's the thrill of the fight again. He's back in. All I'm saying is that the band is back together. Nice. <laughs> that quote I'm okay with. That that I, I kind of like because that's what they've done with Rick, right? They've They tore him down to rock bottom, but now he's got his act back together and he's going to, he's got the band back together. You know, he's going to do something. And any tie into the Blues Brothers is okay in my book. There you go. Exactly. So now Scott Gimple asked about see the second half of the season. Uh, now, pay attention here, Jason. Scott Gimple okay. said, I will say 7B's vibe is very different from 7A's vibe. The ending of 7B is very different than the beginning of 7A. Just the vibe in 7B. I was just talking about it with Andy Lincoln last night. It's a very, very different half season than the half season that preceded it. Even with structure, what we're doing right now with the episodes and seeing where everyone is at, the structure is very, very different than the back half. There's a lot more variety to the structure. Jeez, that sounds like a poem. (laughs) (laughs) Did he say anything in there? No. Well, well, he said a lot of uh, 
7A, 7B, back half, different vibe, vibe this, vibe that, vibe your mother. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, he didn't say anything, but uh, basically he said seven different ways the feel is going to be different. Yes. From now, for the next half of the season. That's really all you can take from that, I think. And I'm not surprised to hear that. You know, I think. Did he get nervous? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Is that an actual quote, or did he, you know, was, uh, was it a verbal quote? discussion he was having with someone or because it sounds like verbal diarrhea or is it uh you know did he type that out and have to like draw a chart or something because it sounds like there should be a graph involved in that discussion somehow he did not as far as i know type that out that was an interview with comicbook.com or at least published on comicbook.com and i think he said that yeah so he was just rambling on not wanting to say anything really okay so his mouth was going and he was thinking about something else he's like oh you know i should get a hoagie for lunch i should really get something with cheese (laughs) on it maybe maybe (laughs) all i'm saying is the more i think about the first half of this season though it was deliberate it was deliberate in the way they did it right the way they slowed it down the way they separated the people they gave us a lot of bottle episodes they wanted us to they wanted to invoke a feeling in the list in the viewers and I think it worked because we were all like, Jesus, get on with it. Like, what is going on here? You know, and I think the second half of the season is going to be very different. And that's also on purpose. Right. And that's all he's trying to say here is that we had one vibe going in the first half and we we're going to have a very different vibe in the second half. And it's going to pick up. Everyone's going to be together. They're going to be doing things. And... I hope we don't say, my God, the show is moving too fast now. Yeah. I, well, hopefully the show doesn't flip because it sounds like from Andrew Lincoln uh, that it's going to go into more of a comedy? Levity? Not comedy. Levity. Yeah, he so said not, levity. Okay. So I'm, I'm okay. So it's not going to be comedy. I was thinking it would go to a, like a multi-camera filmed before a live studio audience kind of thing with a laugh track. That'd be like a way different vibe, right? But I don't think we're going to go quite there. No, we're not going to go there, but I think all Andrew Lincoln was trying to say is like Rick has his wits back about him, you know, he's back on top Mm -hmm. and we're going to see him doing some stuff instead of having things inflicted upon him, which Negan has been doing. So anyways, second half of the season, I think is going to be way different and uh, I look forward to seeing it. But speaking of a laugh track, I came across a video or maybe someone sent me a video um, uh, recently of someone who cut together a bunch of Negan scenes and added a laugh track. It oh is, my God. It is funny. Oh, send me a link. Post <laughs> it in the chat. Well, I don't have it in front of me right now, but if you, uh, if you go to YouTube and find, you know, ne- search for Negan laugh track, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I look forward to that. It was almost <laughs> as good as that sing songy thing with the governor. Oh yeah. That was great. Bad lip reading. Oh yeah. And that's how they do it on Broadway. Or whatever good. it was. <laughs> All right. Do we have any All more right, questions? I'm just, I'm trying to look here because, sorry, I was like zoning out as you guys were talking. So Come on, producer I, woman. No, but I was zoning out because I was scrolling through the chat history. So there I'm doing go. my Craig, job. I just zoned out Craig and, and didn't. Rosie uh, posted the link. Thank you. There you go. Oh, of the. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> you guys awesome. Watch Thanks, it right guys. Now, but I'm going to click it and then I'm going to stop it because I'll watch that later. Right. Um, okay. So I, I had my finger on a, oh yeah. Okay. Here. Ronald Lehrman asked a question, which actor would you like to come to the show hero or villain? What 
actor. So like an actor, and would you want him as a hero or a villain? Ron Perlman, both. Both. <laughs> yeah. A mix of the two. Jason's got that one yeah, down he's already. Set with that. I don't know what actor. It's I can't even think of any actors off the top of my head. Name an actor. Seth Rogen. <laughs> nope. Don't no, want to see not him. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Ooh. Jeremy mm. Irons. Oh, I we I just saw something. <gasps> Liam with him. Neeson. Come on. I don't know. That about... guy just does movies now where he just kills people left and right. He'd go he on. He shouldn't, though. That's the thing. I know. It is kind of like, I, I liked He's him what, in Love 60? Actually, and it kind of makes me sad that he just he does. He didn't kill anybody in Love Actually. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to say, I like when he does shows, movies like Love Actually, and now he's just, all he does is like revenge movies. Taken. Taken one. Taken two. Okay, here's or a whatever. question. Did, did Liam Neeson meet Andrew Lincoln? In Love Actually? Did those characters ever interact? I don't think even once. Right. Yeah. Oh my That's gosh, it. good point. I didn't even think of it. All right, so Liam Neeson can be on the show then. If they interacted yeah. somehow, that'd be a little too... Weird. Yeah. Um, so as long as Liam Neeson shows up and is basically a cheerleader for uh, somebody who wants to get a girl, uh, I'm okay <laughs> with it. As long as he helps Carl <laughs> learn the drums <laughs> so right. he can win Enid's heart. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think of someone else, though. No, it's I don't know. I mean, I'm. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's who knows. It, it depends on the character they'd be playing, and you just I don't know. I don't really have a favorite actor so much. Um, so it's it's hard to say. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know who the only guy that's coming to mind Steve is Steve Martin. <laughs> Oh, I do love Steve Martin. <laughs> but, but not I, on a zombie show. I don't show. want to see him on the show. We don't want to see him killed. You know the only person that's coming to mind? Mike Birbiglia. Oh, Mike Birbiglia oh. would be great. I, he, I, but he'd be like comic relief, would he not? Well, maybe. Has he done? Well, we don't want to. I don't know. But he. I loved Sleepwalk with me. And I hear amazing mm -hmm. things about the movie, the one, the movie he recently made. But I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. I'm looking forward to it. What, and wasn't he in, he was in uh, Trainwreck. He had like a secondary role in Trainwreck. I, I didn't think. see Trainwreck. I think Trainwreck. he played her sister's husband in it. Oh yeah, um, that's so right. Amy I Schumer's did see Trainwreck, and I do remember. He was in it, right? I'm remembering correctly because I get I him confused that. with this other actor who's on Saturday Night, or was on. I don't know if he's still on Saturday Night Live. Um, what was his name? He was in something we were just watching. Taron Killam. He's married to Kobe Smulders. I don't know. <laughs> from you lost me. How I Met Your yeah. Mother. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this is going downhill with me here. So Michael Madsen. Just... People are saying Michael Madsen, and he's cool. Ooh. But like, yeah. You know, it, it, it comes down to, I can't pre-pick an actor, but I can I can sort of, if, if someone was cast on the show and then it was amazing, like, I'd be great with it. I Anyone can be cast on the show as long as it's good in the end. Killian Murphy as a villain? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but it's hard. Um, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's busy. He, uh, yeah, he's busy. But once he's off Game of Thrones, he oh, kicks some zombie ass. Well, we only he's got... going to be doing movies for a while, I think. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Or he'll have his own show. He's not going to join an existing show. They're going to build a show around him. They're not just going to cast him in something. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's, he's that level now, right? He's going to be, yeah. he's, he's leading man. Yeah, that's right. All right. Should we do you have another question or should we talk about these promo images that uh, um, that they released? I am 
still looking. Sorry, guys. I'm All right, let's talk about the here. promo images. Yeah. So AMC put out a bunch of uh, graphics, a bunch of images for the second half of the season, and they're unlike anything really we've seen for this show before in that they are, in a way, kind of unremarkable. And I don't mean they're bad, but they're very strange and confusing. So there's a bunch of them, and some of them are just, you know, cantaloupes in a crate, which is mm -hmm. pretty uh, pretty boring. Um, there's, there's a bloody handprint on the wall, which is fine, but we've seen, you know, lots of blood on this show. There's a bucket upside down on, in the grass. There's... With seeds on it. With some seeds on the bucket. You're right. Oh. There's seeds, I guess. So, you know, what does that mean? There's uh, there's some shadows of people holding guns. There's a... No, there's... they're not. They're doing Heil Hitler. I think they're holding yeah, guns. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of <laughs> look sort of Nazi image. Jeez. Well, there's shadows of people on the ground. There's, there's, a, there's a grave, what looks to be a grave, Doug, you know, just an empty hole. I don't hole. think that's a grave. I think that's a pit for roasting a pig. Could be. Personally. I, I don't know. I mean, you'd know. You're from small town. No, that uh, looks like a grave to me. No, no, <laughs> seriously, no. Like, I'm, I'm from a small. Who's from a small town? Jason. Oh, he. Oh, I thought you were referring to my Czech roots, where no. they roast pigs every five seconds. You and me are are big city people. Yeah. Um. There's, you know, a bunch of dirty, squished up rubber duckies. Um. I don't understand the ducks. I think, you know, out of all these images, I mean, sure, there's a cantaloupe and an upside down bucket and a bloody handprint, but what's with the ducks? I have no idea. Why are there so many? You know. It, Maybe you know, Negan I mean, has a collection was, uh, of them. He's a creepy I mean, there was duck an incident collection. where a, a ship, a, a tanker ship, uh, sank or tipped over, or dumped a bunch of, uh, you know, shipping containers or whatever. But like uh, a million yellow rubber duckies got washed into the sea because of a, some kind of boating accident. And these rubber duckies have been showing up all over the world. And scientists are now studying these duckies based on the location where they started out in the shipwreck to where they're showing up. And they're using them to map uh, ocean currents. So this is an actual thing where all these rubber duckies just show up randomly. So if, uh, if you ever if you live on the ocean and you find one of these rubber duckies, there's a phone number you're supposed to call and say, I found a rubber ducky. And they're, they're going to send out scientists to study the, you know, where the duck, ducky was found. Uh, but so this is the only thing that this reminds me of, of this, uh, a whole bunch of rubber ducks is, you know, was there a shipping accident that, uh, you know, just a, a truck fell over and there's mm -hmm. a whole bunch of ducks got spilled onto the road? Uh, is that significant? Are they no. near a rubber ducky factory? Oh, that could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. I'm going to uh, throw the link to uh, to the, all those images in the chat room right there. Good idea. So the, yeah, and then there's a few more, um, some nuts, some peanuts. And one with some dynamite strapped to a cable of some kind. That's mm -hmm. the only one that I find, well... That's not a metal rod? Not really less confusing. I can't see from the thing. No, well, it's, it's a, a cable. It's, okay. it's a cable. It's a, metal, it's a woven Me Like a mo metal cable. cable, though. Like a, yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, but, you know, dynamite's exciting. I hear it explodes. I, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I saw that on Lost, so that's good. That's right. So Arst. I don't, Arst. yeah, he blew himself up. I don't right. know, you know, what it means because there's no context with it, but uh, there's a bicycle, there's something, there's a light taped to a pipe or something it looks like. Just all kinds of stuff that really out of context is meaningless. And the show doesn't typically release this kind of stuff, right? And I, I, I can't believe that all of these will have a real major significance in the second half of the season, um, but maybe some of them do. I don't know. Maybe it's just the only to... thing I can think of is that as a collection, 
this kind of just evokes, uh, in my mind, the imagery of uh, small town life in the zombie apocalypse trying to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's mundane things like a pile of peanuts or, uh, you know, cracking walnuts or uh, I still don't understand the rubber duckies uh, or, uh, you know, the cantaloupes and stuff like that and the bicycle and those things. Um, so it just it kind of evokes the, you know, what it's like in a small community surviving in the zombie apocalypse. These are the images you would see. Right. But I still don't understand how the rubber duckies fit into that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're probably right. There's there's a few zombies in here, too. The last one on the link that I posted is uh, is a lantern and a drill. Like, it's you're right. It's just kind of mundane type stuff. And um, maybe they're trying to tell us that for some of these communities, life has been like this for a little bit while, but it's about to get smashed like those nuts. Right. There's one mm. where there's walnuts, I think, smashed with a hammer. You know, it's, things are about to get all mixed up and crazy or something like that. So you've been enjoying your cantaloupes and rubber duckies and grave digging for a while, but now it's going to be all different. Yeah. No more grave digging for you. (laughs) No. I don't care how much you liked it. Or maybe lots more grave digging. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Maybe more. Um, So we have an interesting conversation going on on the chat because somebody asked this a while, like about six minutes ago, Diane R. asked, who is the moral compass of the group now that Dale, Herschel, and Glenn have gone? And I'm going to, should I read off what some people are saying here? Moral compass? Well, no, let's see. Um, is there a moral compass of the show, character-wise? Uh... Am I going to be booed if I say Negan? <laughs> You might. <laughs> Let's see. Let's just, I'm sure this will take two seconds for someone he to boo you. He definitely has a morality, right? It's not one we necessarily no. agree with, but, uh, you know, a not lot of people follow him. So without any other moral compasses, uh, you know, should everybody just get on board and be Negan? I suppose there's no assumption that the, um, you have to agree with the morality that he is directing you towards as a compass. Right. I'm not so sure I agree with Negan's uh, way of doing things. What about Jesus? Well, so, uh, several people have mentioned Jesus on here. Okay. And Ezekiel and Edith. <laughs> Edith? Well, Which I'm like, yes, but Edith, or not mean, Edith, sorry, Judith. Judith. I said Edith. Duh. Um, uh, which I'm Jesus, like, yeah, but no, Judith's a baby. <laughs> because Jesus is not trying to get anybody to do anything. Glenn wanted people to do good, right? And he was trying to, he was a, an advocate for doing good. I don't think Jesus is that. Jesus is just a, a ninja that goes out and does stuff. Like he's a lone wolf that goes out and uh, and does what needs to be done. I don't think he's going to be the uh, moral compass. Um, I think Judas maybe, probably a little young. Yeah, he's um, still like a baby. Diana said Morgan. You know he's he's uh, Morgan trying to do the right thing, or at least whatever he believes is the right thing. You know, and keep everybody on track, sort of. Yep. Um. Uh, who. There was someone, well, not Father, what's his name? He's not really. Father would he Gabe. Be? Yeah, Father would Gabe? he be? I don't Gabriel. know. I mean, like, I don't think anyone would really listen to him at this point so much. He's been. Yeah, maybe not. No. I don't know. It's, he's a little he's, too. And he's not a uh, major enough. Punch in the face, obvious, for being a moral compass. Yeah, being true. A priest and all. I mean, being not a priest. priest would punch somebody in the face. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know what you mean. <laughs> I think maybe we are in a, we are between moral compasses right now. You know, we've had people like Herschel and Glenn. And they're not with us anymore. So maybe, maybe the next moral 
compass character hasn't sort of raised his his or her hand yet. Maybe. You what know? about uh, what's his name? Um, Eugene. Eugene? No, he's <laughs> no. the armored pierogi, and the... he will always be that. <laughs> okay, armored pierogi. Yeah, uh, a listener dubbed him that. At oh, one I point love that. That's when he was ago. wearing the uh, the riot gear. The armored pierogi. Way back when he first was introduced. That's right. <laughs> I, I just love the name. It sort of sticks. Good name. Uh, okay. Do we do, do we have a few more here um, before we um, wrap it just up? Just going back through to see. So we already did the moral compass conversation. Neither of us or none of us have played the new Telltale game yet, but that is something. Oh, you saw that question. Yeah. That is something I want to do. Um, I'm here. It's getting great reviews. Oh, that's good. Because I've been itching. I was just telling Jenny today that uh, I'm itching to play uh, video games. It's January now. It's winter out. Uh, it's you know, it feels like the the video gaming season to me. So I'm, my fingers are getting itchy to hold a console uh, controller. <laughs> okay. Uh, me, me too, to be honest. I, you know, I'm excited about the Telltale game. I, I went looking for a couple of reviews of it and a guy named Matt Shiflett at the post wrote a new frontier, which is the subtitle of the game. He wrote a new frontier has me hooked and excited to play the second episode. It's not quite what I expected from the walking dead, but it's gripping jaw dropping and involves some nerve wracking decisions. So that's pretty high praise. And then Eric Kane at Forbes wrote, Telltale's latest foray into the Walking Dead universe is impressive, if still limited by the developer's insistence on not really changing the formula much over the past few years. And while I'm not a huge fan of this style of game, the point-and-click narrative games with little in the way of play to be found, and think Telltale needs to stretch its wings more uh, when it moves, when it comes to innovation, I still found the first two episodes of A New Frontier pretty compelling. From simply a story standpoint, A New Frontier blows anything we've seen on the TV show lately out of the water. Hmm. So those are quite some strong words there. Um, but I, I'm really excited to play the game. So I'm hoping to have time to do that in the next four weeks or so before the show comes back for the rest of season seven so we can talk about it. Cool. I, I definitely want to play it too. Yeah. It's, uh, if, if anyone in, oh, Pete says great game. I assume Pete, you've played no, it. No, I think Angie, Angie wrote here, Jason, play the last of okay. us. And we, then Pete said seconded. Okay. Game. I get it. I think, I think that's what was implied by Pete's comment, but I'm not sure. Angie has been bugging me for years <laughs> to play the last of us, which is a PlayStation exclusive game. I think oh, it was released I, yeah. on the PS three or two i don't remember originally but it's been out for a while and i know there's a version for the ps4 and i do and i would love to play it and i've watched some of the youtube stuff and and it looks amazing and and it look and everyone has told me it's an amazing game but i don't have a playstation and i know that's not the most you know biggest obstacle to overcome but i've just never sort of gotten around to doing it so a good I would way love for me to. to get lynched is to buy another console to play video games on. <laughs> you just don't need another one, eh? Yeah, I just don't need another one, and uh, this would not be uh, approved. Maybe we maybe we split it. We'll buy one, I'll play the game, and then give it to you, and you can play the uh, game. I can't do it. I can't do that. I did that once with a Nintendo 64 with a girl I was dating uh, back in the 90s, and uh, oh. I lost the console. <laughs> And in the uh, in the breakup, and I can't do I can't I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but you you and I aren't dating. 
I know, but it, uh, it's just it left a bad taste in my mouth. And every day I miss playing Legends of Zelda on the Nintendo 64. Uh, and I'm bitter. I'm bitter about the whole thing. I mean, there's less chance that you and I are going to break up. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it true. couldn't happen. I mean, but... I only dated her for like four months. And I've known you since 2002. You've known him for f- almost 15 years. See? I mean, we, we're splitting a trebuchet. There you go. Right? <laughs> I, I got a trebuchet at my house, right? and, or it's at your house now. Yeah, it's at my house now. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sand it down and uh, fix it up and stain it and uh, put a top coat on it and then uh, launch tennis balls into my uh, the park across the street. That's a good summer. idea. Nice. Pit, take it out on the street in front of your house and see how long it takes for the police to come. Yeah. It's not a weapon. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned a girl you dated in the 90s because several of the people in the chat room have been asking. They said they want to hear shit Jason did in the 90s. It they they want to hear story. more about that. One story. <laughs> oh, look at this. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. know if I've told this story before, but uh, I was just actually talking to Jenny about this today. It's the time I got caught. I got uh, the time I caught on fire. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I know the, the story. I know you, this have one. Have you heard this one? I know the story. I but, can't remember. Uh, I probably have, but I'm not sure. It, it was Halloween of 1999 and I was dressed up as Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. And we went to see a band at the government in, uh, in Toronto. And so Christina, you're still there, right? Yes. Do you know what flash paper is? I, what is it again? Refresh okay. So flash paper is a magician's tool. It's uh, yeah. this uh, highly combustible paper that when you put a flame to it, it just kind of goes... <laughs> And burns completely up. There's no uh, paper residue. There's no sparks. There's no nothing. It just kind of goes up. And uh, so I had acquired some flash paper from I don't even know where, right? But I was uh, so I put on my outfit, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. I had my red slippers on. I had a uh, I had a dress on. I had a wig on, uh, but I didn't have any pockets in my dress. So I had to, and I had all this flash paper, and of course I wanted to impress a girl. So I had to do something with it. So I took the basket that I had, a little basket with a little stuffed dog in it. What I did was I lined the basket of, uh, of you know, Toto's basket with flash paper, like a little nest. And I would take the flash paper and, you know, light it off and impress the girls. So we got, uh, I got all dressed up and we went down to the government and we were listening to the band. I don't even remember what the band was, but this was uh, back in the day when you could smoke in a bar and I was smoking and Scott was smoking and, uh, my friend Scott, who was dressed up as some kind of crazy clown. I had, I was holding onto the basket and I was smoking and I was looking one way and Scott walked into me and the heater from his cigarette fell off his cigarette into my basket and oh, all of the flash paper went up. Oh. Toto went flying like this burning <laughs> jet of Toto went flying across the room. Huge fireball in this bar and the bartender yells, don't do that again. And all I can think of was that was all the flash paper I had. So uh, it burned the hand that I was holding onto the... Uh, uh, onto the basket. I had second degree burns on my hand. Ugh. I had second degree burns on the underside of my nose, like Whoa. the little ridge of my nose. My eyebrows were singed. My, my wig was singed. My beard, I had big beard at the time. My beard was all singed. Imagine Dorothy with a big beard. Oh, that's that's awesome. exactly what I was dressed as. Uh, so I smelled like burnt hair for the rest of the night. And that's not a good smell. I don't know if you've ever smelled burnt hair, but I, and my hand was hurting and I basically stuck it in a bucket of ice for the, the next couple of hours. And, uh, oh man, after that we went to, 
Sneaky D's, and we hung out there for a while. The, all in all, that was a, a Halloween of 1999, and it was a really fun night. Other than the fact that I caught on fire for a very brief moment, I ended up, uh, from that point forward, I, I dated two girls for the rest of that year, up until about February or so, that I met that night. I met both of those girls that night, uh, one of them after I got caught on fire. <laughs> well, the nice thing about flash paper is it burns quick and it's gone fast. Yeah, but it, yeah, I, I had to nurse the second degree burns on my like face and stuff, and uh, it was uh, it was not good. Uh, well, but it's it's you know the secret to a burn is you have to love it. You have to you have to love it. You have to take care of it. You have to be tender to it. You have to change the dressing. You have to air it out. Uh, you just you have to you have to really respect and love that burn for it to uh, heal without a scar. And I you know granted. Uh, you know, small areas of secondary burns. I had big blisters on the underside of my fingers, a blister under my nose, uh, and I had to trim my beard because it was all singed and smelled friggin' gross. <laughs> Throw the wig out and, oh yeah, awesome, awesome night. <laughs> well, that sounds good. That's that's a good story. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry you lit on fire, but, uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen too often in your life. <laughs> so one of the listeners has actually asked, she said, can can we go back to Dorothy? Why? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dorothy I, I with a no, beard. I have no recollection of the decision process involved. It was, you know what? I'm going to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And I went to like uh, uh, the Goodwill or something like that. And I walked up to the person behind the counter. And I said, I need a dress that fits me and some, you know, women's Ruby shoes slippers. that fit me. <laughs> I'm going as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, and then, you know, we spent the, a good part of an afternoon picking out clothes. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and the guy in the Goodwill said, sure you are, sir. Oh, it was a girl. It was a girl. Oh, whatever. Oh. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had, I had a really good time. Um, so one one more question I'm seeing here from Diane R. Are you still planning on Walker Stalker Con London? Well, let's talk about this. The answer is yes. I have actually officially booked a flight to London for the uh, first few, basically the first week of March for Walker Stalker Con. So I'm coming. I'm coming by myself, I'm afraid, which is not well, so bad. I wanted to go. Yeah, I know, but kids but are in school. Were, yeah, well, someone someone we has to be here with them. Yeah, we could have yeah. found someone to look after yeah. them. I guess we could so. ship them off to Jason and Je Jenny and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, I'm sure you would love that. Right. They they can be helpful with a baby for about five minutes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I'm sure and, they'd be an asset. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yes, I'm coming over to London. It's going to be fantastic. I've got my accommodation sorted out. I've got uh, you know got a pass to the con. I don't know if I'm going to help out with any panels, but I might. Um, but regardless, I will be there, and I really hope to. Uh, hang out with some of our UK listeners because it seems like there are a lot. And there, and there's also a question. Uh, we got something about like, I guess asking about the dates for London. Yeah. So the okay. actual convention is March 4th and 5th. That's Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm going to show up in London on March 1st and stay until the 7th. I think it is. It's Wednesday to Tuesday. I'm staying. Um, so I'll be at the con definitely, but I'll have some time around it as well to, uh, to hang out if anyone wants to do that. I also plan to do a little London like sightseeing. Plus I have a cousin who lives there, so I'll hang out with him a little bit and some things like that. So, uh, 
And friends of ours too. Yeah. So I know some people, so either way, you know, I'll see them and do some stuff and, and, uh, so on, but I do plan to spend as much time as I can at the con and, and see all you listeners if I can. So super excited. I haven't been to London in 18 years and I'm looking forward to getting back. So it's going to be fun. been that long? Well, you and I were there together. In 2000. So it'll be almost 17 years. Okay. 17 years ago, but, uh, it's going to be great. So, uh. Everyone, if you're anywhere near London, get there and uh, we can hang out. Well, and there's a good chance we're going again. We're going as a family in the summer. We may be there again twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, haven't been in 17 years and now we'll go twice in one year. We'll (laughs) we'll see. But uh, definitely going for Walker Stalker Con. Cool. Uh, um, And someone said, we need, need Andy Lincoln to be announced now. I'm volunteering all weekend. Diane R. as well said that. Oh, but isn't An- he announced? Andy Lincoln? Isn't he announced already? Because um, he always does London, does he not? Well, he always does Atlanta, and he does not appear to be on the list for London right now. Oh. So he, you know, he lives there. So that's, I think, the reason I'm he's sure. done it in the past. Um, but hopefully he can make it. Yeah, I'm sure if his schedule allows, he'll probably be there, right? Well, he's not a big conference guy, you know? That's why he doesn't do any of the other ones. Well, he does Atlanta and he does London, you said. He's done London, I believe, yeah. but he always does Atlanta because he's there shooting and he lives in London. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if, if, if he'll be there or not. I don't have any uh, influence on the guest list, I'm afraid. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it would be cool if he is. So he's, uh, he's a fun guy. Nice guy. And since we're on the topic, Angie has written, can't wait to see you at the con. Got a pub meetup on the Friday. You're welcome to join. Sweet. I will do my best to be there. <laughs> It's, it sounds fun. I love pubs, after all. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, should we wrap it up, you guys? Do you want to? Is there like one more question, well, and then we can call I, it a day? I don't think so. But we had something to mention. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, that's true. Do we want to. Yeah, we can. We okay. can. We can talk about that. So, since Christina filled in on the podcast over the last, uh, you know, once in a while over the last uh, few months since Jason's baby was born. Um, we've been talking about starting our own show, and we've finally sort of gotten around to doing that. Mm-hmm. It is out there, and uh, you can actually <laughs> it get... It is out there yeah, you in can, cyberspace. <laughs> you can actually find it right now. There's one episode recorded, and I think we're going to do the second one tomorrow. Anyways, it is called Six Degrees of Cinema, and it's a movie podcast where the idea is we go see a film, a new release film generally in the theaters, And then over the next five or six weeks, we watch a film that is related to the one before it in some way. Um, Through an actor or director or setting or franchise. Something. It can be anything, right? It's uh, it's just sort of a movie chain kind of thing where you start at one and then you make your way to the end of the movie chain. And we're going to do groups of six. And it's called Six Degrees of Cinema. You can find it at sixdegreesofcinema.com. I've submitted, I have submitted it to iTunes, but uh, it hasn't been approved yet, but that should happen soon, as well as Google Play. And uh, to and be we honest- we have a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff exists. It's you can, just, we're still sort of working on, yeah, like the website's kind of rough still, right? Like we don't actually have much on there yet. Yeah, it's- I have to uh, work on that, it's, sorry It's the guys. early days. <laughs> Honestly, we're sort of figuring, I mean- you know, I think that the idea here will evolve a little bit, but uh, it's we've only done the one. We started with Rogue One, so we're, you know, and we've uh, 
we're about to record our second episode, which you can find out about uh, if you go to the site. And, you know, the first episode is probably a little bit different than what it's ultimately going to be because we spend some time talking about what it is and what we're trying to do. So, um, you know, it should be fun and uh, hopefully it works out and lasts for a little while. So check that out if you yeah. want. And generally... I think we agreed that the first of the series of six will be a new release and then the subsequent ones can be really either new or old, whatever. We just link it somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, to be honest, it's an excuse for us every six or eight weeks to go out and see a movie together. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, uh, yeah, like date, good excuse for a date night. Um, And actually a listener did, I think a listener mentioned this as one of the ideas and I wish we could remember, we should, we should look up who it was. But well, yeah, if you're out there. Thank you for the idea. It's yeah. A listener did sort of bring that up at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll let everyone know when it's on iTunes. I'll talk about it on, you know, this show uh, as as we continue to launch it. Um, but then hopefully it'll sort of become its own thing. So mm -hmm. but if you want to find it at six degrees of cinema dot com. And again, the site is not much right now. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully we'll we'll improve that a little bit. Over I got to work on that. And, and we're also, it's also on Facebook. Yeah, you can find, we have a Twitter account, Facebook for Twitter, it, but yeah. uh, just go to the site and you can link off to those. So, um, yeah, that's fun. And uh, in terms of what we're doing coming up here on The Talking Dead, though, Jason and I are going to be back um, in a little over a week on Monday, the, what is it, 16th of January? I don't know. Monday it's Monday the 16th of January. 16th, you are yeah. correct, sir. All right. A week from Monday. And uh, we are going to be reviewing the Black Mirror Christmas special. So one of our listeners went to our Patreon page way back at the sort of late summer and supported us with a really generous donation. So, uh, you know, so much that... Uh, it's the reward was that listener gets to choose something for us to watch and talk about on the show. So we are finally going to do that next Monday where, uh, where we watch the black mirror Christmas special from a year or two ago and talk about it. I have a feeling I'm going to want to talk a little bit about black mirror in general. Um, that's another show I should have mentioned earlier on in the, uh, in the podcast when we were talking about our favorite shows, because that is going to be, uh, fun and I really in, have enjoyed most of Black Mirror so that is going to be next week uh, thank you to Sean for uh, for doing that but we'll talk a little bit more about Sean then and then um, after that I don't know Jason if we can we'll fit in some some video game stuff or maybe talk about the latest novel um, and do at least one more podcast before The Walking Dead comes back for the second half of the season cool all right. Uh, otherwise, thanks so much for everyone to everyone for jumping in the chat room here with us. This was a lot of fun. We're going to do this, you know, at least once a year, hopefully more often. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's been awesome. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next week when we're talking about some Black Mirror. Um, otherwise, though, if you want to get in touch, you can visit TalkingDeadPodcast.com and click on send voicemail to record a message to us. And uh, you can also send email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead. All right. Once again, thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And I'm Christina. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye.